the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, I promised you I would play you the histrionic warnings of uh, Democratic Party leaders on uh, fear-mongering. Then I'm going to get to more of your calls on your poll experience this morning at your election headquarters. Uh, Here is in order Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and James Clyburn painting a very, very dark and bleak picture of what is going to happen to our democracy when we, you know, exercise mm, our democracy. Democracy as we know it may not survive in Arizona. That's not an exaggeration. That is a fact. There's something else at stake. (laughs) Democracy itself. But losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world. Oh, the end of the world, Clyburn said. I thought it was climate change that was going to end the world. Now it's democracy. The lack of democracy. Having an election. Exercising our democracy is going to end democracy. That makes sense to no one but a Democrat. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. George in Lancaster on the line. Hello, George. Welcome to the Bruce Willis Show. George. George is uh, hopefully not asleep because my phone screen says he's on his way to vote. Maybe he's walking. Let's talk with David in Clintonville. Yeah, this will be interesting. Hi, David. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Yeah, hi, Bruce. First-time caller, long-time listener, oh, thank especially you, sir. when you were on 5 to 7. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I voted at the Whetstone Library in, in the heart of liberal Clintonville. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day and everything, but the wait, 85 minutes. Oh. Normally, even for a presidential year, I wait 5, 10 minutes. So this is kind of scary. There were all these people. The line wrapped around where the library was. It was, a, it was quite a long wait, but it was a beautiful day. You know, crisp, cool air, you know, sunshine. But the conversation... In front of me, people were talking about the military-industrial complex, and they were talking about, oh, Elon Musk's tweet yesterday to all independents to go and vote Republican and complaining about that, and, oh, corporate greed. That was the worst part of it. But I stuck it out. I voted, and, and that's, that's, that's my story about my experience. But, right. uh, as far as 2024, real quickly, yeah, I'm thinking I don't understand why Trump would – announce early because it seems to me the best strategy for him would be since he commands about a strong 30 to 35 percent of the republican party no matter what the best strategy for him would be maybe to get into a race with quite a few candidates if he announces early and scares most of the candidates off and it's just him and desantis that's desantis's only shot to beat him is like a one-on-one against trump mm-hmm. if there's five six seven twelve candidates or something that that siphon the vote around trump is always going to have that solid block of republican voters so if i was trump i would just delay waiting get as many people in as possible dilute the opposition vote because he's always going to have that base of 30 to 35 percent of the republican party who will vote for him no matter what that's a really good analysis um 
I'm sorry you had to overhear all that liberal uh, garbage in in line. I appreciate you sticking it out, and appreciate you canceling the votes of your neighbors. So uh, thank you for <laughs> voting, and I wish you well in that woke neighborhood. I am only one person. One quick thing. I must look look like a Republican today or something, because there, there's only Democratic people passing out, you know, the sample ballots and stuff. Yeah. The people in front of me got offered a sample ballot. People behind me, after I was in line, this guy kept giving them to other people, but he'd never even approached me to hand me a ballot. Well, you probably have. Uh, I was a Republican. You probably have uh, the fruits of the spirit, or you don't look um, miserable. Are you wearing flannel? You don't look miserable. That's one reason why. I Democrats guess I always be flattered, look, huh? Yeah, you should be flattered because All your right. countenance projects joy. So thank you, David, for that okay. call. I'm. Uh, well, I'm chagrined that in liberal Clintonville, uh, the wokesters are out and feel motivated to go out and vote. That's uh, discouraging. When he first said the lines were big, I thought, great, great, but not great if they're talking about corporate greed and Elon Musk's tweets and all of that. Okay, so what did Trump say last night at the uh, J.D. Vance rally, which is really a Trump rally? There's no rally that Trump speaks at where it's not about Trump. It's always about Trump. And uh, here's what he had to say about Tim Ryan. This is the best part of the rally last night because it's absolutely 100% true. His opponent is making me like I'm his best friend. I don't know this guy, but he's far left. I can tell you this. He's not for us. He's a radical left lunatic who's now trying to jump on the bandwagon because that stuff failed so badly. That's good stuff. That's good Trump. Here's uh, bad Trump. And essentially, they don't want to say this, but they said Trump was 100% right. The election was rigged and stolen, and we're not going to let it happen again. So from now on, no. 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 No, they missed the point. No, they're screaming. They missed the point, Mike Kelly. They missed the point. No, we're not going to let it happen again. So from now on, you can't do all the things they did to us because they were illegal. Yeah, so he announced he's going to have an announcement next Tuesday, Mar-a-Lago. I certainly think the announcement is going to be that he's going to run again. Uh, If he could run and be forward-looking, I could be excited about it. I do think that he awakens the enemy. He energizes the enemy. I don't think any other Republican candidate energizes the enemy half as much as Donald Trump. We have a disastrous presidential administration now because Donald Trump essentially told Republicans in Georgia not to vote in the election because the election was stolen from him. And that's how we got John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in the Senate. And that's how we got the Inflation Reduction Act. That's how we got the American Rescue Plan. Even if Trump had lost the election and Biden had been the president, they would not have been able to get past the Inflation Reduction Act, or the American Rescue Plan if the Republicans had the Senate. They don't have the Senate because Trump told people not to vote because the election had been stolen from him. And again, this is my concern tonight as it goes into J.D. Vance's race against Tim Ryan, is I heard a guy the other day say, I'm not going to vote. I'm going to vote all Republican. I'm not going to vote for Vance. Well, that is stupid. That is stupid. And when I say stupid, it's not a slur. It is a precisely worded description of someone who has information available to them and chooses not to use it. 
you know exactly what kind of person Tim Ryan is from the myriad lies he tells you and from the things that he has voted for throughout 20 years in Congress. And if you choose to not vote for J.D. Vance because of something he said about Donald Trump in 2016, six years ago, before J.D. Vance was married and before J.D. Vance had kids, and way before J.D. Vance said he was wrong about his opinions in 2016, then that is stupid. Now, I'm not going to say that the friend I spoke to today is stupid because I know him to be a very smart, very targeted individual. But he floored me, a longtime friend, when he said he's going to vote for Nan Whaley for governor. And this guy's a Christian, and I'm like, what? His view is, well, Mike DeWine didn't govern like a conservative Republican, and the state legislature lets Mike DeWine skate on a lot of things because they don't want to take him on. But if we had a Democratic governor, the legislature would be more engaged. And I just said, that is really, really dumb. And he's like, well, she's not going to get elected. She's not going to have the power. It's a protest vote against Mike DeWine. I said, it's also a vote that Democrats will use in the future to say, look, this many people voted for Nan Whaley. This many people are pro-abortion. And I know this gentleman not to be pro-abortion. And I said, I could never, ever vote for someone who, if they had the power that you're voting for to give them, they would use it to kill, kill babies. So we have a disagreement on that, and we'll never be able to talk about it because it started to get contentious, and I don't want to get contentious. I love my friends, but that to me is it's not stupid because he has information, and he's got some. I said, well, you're playing electoral checkers, and I'm playing electoral chess. Excuse me. He's playing electoral chess. I'm playing electoral checkers. For me, it's always a binary choice. Are you pro-life? Or are you not? I'm going to answer for a lot someday. I'm not going to have to answer why did I vote for a pro-abortion candidate because I never will. George is back Hi. with us from Lancaster. Hello, George. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Bruce. I was, I'm was i on my way to vote right now, but um, I was calling because I don't hear anybody talking about the cement shortage. And very, very few people talking about this diesel shortage. Yeah, diesel shortage, cement shortage. Like the, yeah. no, it you're seems right. to me like the, 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 the Democrats are scuttling the ship. They're setting up the Republicans, and I believe as soon as the Republicans take all this, these houses and seats. Sorry, George, you dropped out. Yeah, they'll blame it on us. Sure, I get it. Thank you for participating in the program today and giving me an eyes-on view of your local polling place, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 for your number. Dan in Westerville has been very patient to hang on. Dan, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Hi, Bruce. Um, First of all, I just wanted to say uh, um, how uplifting that was to see uh, Tim Ryan lift up that can of Miller Lite uh, last night and uh, just shows that he's, uh, he's for the workers and he's very common. And uh, I'm using uh, sarcasm. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if I had but, a Ryan voter. I've welcomed all Ryan no, voters to call. You, uh, you know, you've got you got your, your number two guy on Ryan here. Okay, very uh, good. But anyway, uh, it got a little testy in the in the line today uh, with me. Um, uh, you know, they hand out the blue uh, the blue cards, and then they ha- hand out the red cards. And you know, so, t- so me take me see. back. Take me back. Who's where are you in the polls? Because they're not supposed to be any partisans within a hundred feet of the polls. Uh, so where are you? In the and parking what... lot. They're kind of in the parking lot. 
Okay. It's a big par- it's a big parking lot, and uh, uh, it got a little vocal. Uh, so they I, come over and ask you which they have, like the slate card. No, 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 no. They 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 hold them up, and the people that want them, you know, go get them. And um, uh, strictly a uh, you know walk to these people to get whatever whatever you want. Okay. And uh, you know Michelle Reynolds' people were there. And um, I grabbed one of those, and uh, uh, the lady—I was noticing the lady in front of me. She's kind of a millennial, and she was uh, she was taking, um, you know, taking the, the blue stuff and everything. And then she started um, with a couple quips about the, you know, like the uh, the idiots taking the red ones and stuff like that. And uh, mm. uh, I just kind of went toe to toe with her, and and uh, all she talked about was the insurrection. And I said, yeah, in the insurrection, one, one person was killed, and that was uh, a protest. And she didn't want to hear that. No, and, she didn't, because uh, it's said, a fact. Dan, they don't yeah, want to hear that's facts. that's what I said. I said, do you have a problem with the facts? And uh, she said, um, uh, and then I said, well, let's just, let's just leave everything the way it is. It's really great right now. We don't need, we don't need <laughs> to change a thing. I said, what, what we need is more gang violence downtown. Yeah. And I said, why don't you call the people from Girard and tell them why their 21-year-old all-American son was killed if, if you're so happy with everything around here. Very good. And uh, she ended the conversation by calling me mental. Mm. And uh, I, I, to tell you the truth, there was a full line behind me and a full line in front of me, but we were the only two that were arguing. <laughs> well, I appreciate you standing up for the right values. I appreciate that you're informed because not everybody in town knows about uh, Kevin Sobnowski, uh, but I, uh, we, I know you do. We parted civilly. Oh, I told good. her that I had to hurry up and vote because they were taking me back to the mental institution. <laughs> Very funny. Dan in Westerville, a good man, voting for the right things. Yeah, look, I say it all the time. you got to know what you believe and you got to know why you believe it. And... You also have to be willing to say when your side makes mistakes. I do not see any willingness on the Democratic Party side to say that the policies aren't working. Look, come on. You can't possibly look at inflation, prices at the pump, at the grocery, wherever. You can't possibly look at that. The housing, the interest rates. I mean, everything that was running smoothly under Donald Trump before the pandemic is now decidedly worse than it was before. It's one thing to have your preferences, okay. But to deny results and to deny the impact of Biden policies relative to Trump policies, well, you got your head buried in the sand. And it's very hard to breathe very long if your head is buried in the sand. And that's what I see with Democrats. They're committed to an ideology. They're committed... They're committed, as Omar Tarazi said the other day. Omar, great candidate. Vote for Omar if you're in the Hilliard area and you're, I think it's uh, District 11 or 82. One is Michelle Reynolds, one is Omar. Omar's running for the Ohio House. Vote for Omar. Omar said the other day of the left, he said, they're ruled by their feelings. They're ruled by ideology. Yeah, but I think this, but I feel this. But how's it working out? How's it working out? What's transpiring from that particular position? You know, and you can pick any Democratic policy you want to. You want to pick entitlements? You want to pick welfare? What's that done to the black family? You want to pick rampant abortion? What's that done to the black community? You want to pick 
demonizing American energy? What's that done to American energy prices? What's that done to what's that done to the prospect of American power throughout the world? What has that birthed in Ukraine? What happened in Afghanistan? When we yield power, it's going to go somewhere. Is it going to go to some other world power that's as benevolent as we are and can win a war and preserve peace and then give the land back to the people who we defeat? Or are they going to take it like China would take it, like Russia would take it, like every other country in the world takes it when they win a war, they take the land. We don't do that. What we're essentially talking about here is a recognition of wisdom. A lot of times people say, well, they don't have any common sense. That's just another way of saying that people don't have wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, you don't have it because you are putting your own observations, ideologies, and feelings ahead of what is clearly in front of you, which is another way of saying that you're putting your own feelings, preferences ahead of truth. And if you put it ahead of truth, you don't have any wisdom. It's interesting. Today's November the 8th. And the 8th day of the month is the day that I read Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8 is in contention for my favorite book of the Bible, because Proverbs 8 talks about wisdom. Did you know that wisdom is the first thing, or at least I will say this, it predated all of creation. Wisdom predated all of creation. In Proverbs 8.22, it says, The Lord brought me, this is wisdom talking, me forth as the first of his works. Before his deeds of old, I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water. Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary, so the waters would not overstep his command. And when he marked out the foundation of the earth, I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. That's wisdom talking. Wisdom was God's first creation. Everything flows, everything good flows from wisdom. Everything bad flows away from wisdom and departs from truth. So my prayer for our country today is that God would impose wisdom on those of us who vote and on our policymakers. I don't really care which party you're from. I want you to be wise. I want you to be committed to truth. If you're committed to truth, you can't have a feeling that usurps what wisdom tells you. So I urge you today, tonight, to pray for our country, our country's leaders, that wisdom would prevail. Not man's wisdom, because that's not wisdom. That's pride. That's arrogance. The Bible says God hates pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. That's what we have in office right now throughout the Democratic Party. We need wisdom. I pray you exercise it today when you vote. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.